Hello friends, welcome to Christ-Centered Meditation. My name is Andrea, and this is episode number 11. This is a space for people who are looking for guided meditation on the word and love of Jesus. I created this mostly for my own meditative practices, but I pray others are edified in the process. If you would like to learn more about my journey with God or get in touch with me, please visit my blog, familyfortruth.wordpress.com or permacultureprincess.com. We live in a fast-paced world, and setting aside time to dwell in the presence of the Lord strengthens our faith and confidence in Christ and simultaneously weakens the powers and principalities of darkness. I just have to pause because... We're 11 episodes in, and maybe you're getting uh, to feel that this introduction is a bit repetitive, right? I say the same introduction every time, but I cannot emphasize how important those words are. Why do we do this? What is the purpose? This is the purpose. Because setting aside time to dwell in the presence of the Lord strengthens our faith and confidence in Christ while simultaneously weakening the powers and principalities of darkness. Soak that in for a second. This is about a 15-minute meditation that you can do absolutely anywhere. I purposefully leave some spaces silent, so do not check your recording or worry that the podcast stopped playing somehow. That silence is purposeful so that you can speak with God or hear from God, whichever is more pertinent. Now today, I have a super cool meditative practice for you. I am going to read from the Gospel of Matthew And your job, if you will, is to use your God-given, Holy Spirit-inspired imagination to place yourself within the story I am reading. Don't critique necessarily or study the words, but rather imagine yourself amidst the audience in the passage I read. Maybe you imagine yourself as one of the main characters within the text, or maybe one of the bystanders, but fully immerse yourself into the story. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I am physically closing my eyes. Of course, we come to you because you are the King of Kings. You are the Lord of Lords. You are creator and you are our father in heaven and it's just baffling to me that we are able to come to you in prayer but we can and so here we are God we ask that you would you would join us that you would guide us God even as I say these words may I find blessing through understanding your scriptures more May any ears that are hearing these words find a blessing and may they find opportunity to just soak up your presence. May we hear from you, God. Tell us what you want us to hear for this day. Help us to be present. Help us to be focused. Help us to leave from this time and shine, shine with your holiness, shine with your righteousness in a way that others might say, what have you done? What have you, what have you seen? And that we could share with them. God, 
We love you. We recognize that love is the most important thing in this whole world. And we, we are just asking to spend some time with you. And we're asking to be blessed in the process. Thank you, God, for hearing my prayer. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So once again, I am going to be reading from Matthew chapter 3 and 4. And I want you to enter the story. I want you to use your senses, your sense of sight, your sense of hearing, your sense of smell, your sense of touch. I want you to use these senses to be present in the story. Take a deep breath in through the nose and out through the nose. Pay attention to your breathing and then start to center in on the story that scripture reveals to us. We are starting in Matthew chapter 3. John the Baptist prepares the way is the heading. Verse 1. In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he who was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. Now John himself was clothed in camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and his food was locusts and wild honey. Then Jerusalem, all Judea, and all the region around the Jordan went out to him and were baptized by him in the Jordan, confessing their sins. Maybe you're like me, and it's a little bit difficult to sometimes get your brain to imagine the words that are being said. Sometimes we go off on tangents or we get distracted. And so I am going to start this chapter again. We're going to start at chapter 3. And once again, I want you to really put yourself in this picture, okay? Because we're getting ready to watch a beautiful scene unfold. And so I need... I need you to put yourself at this place in history. Maybe you want to pretend for this <laughs> practice that you're John the Baptist. That's fine. Maybe you're just an onlooker. But I want you to be part of this scene. So we're starting in Matthew chapter 3 in the New King James Version, verse 1. In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he who has spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. Now John himself was clothed in camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and his food was locusts and wild honey. 
Then Jerusalem, all Judea, and all the region around the Jordan went out to him and were baptized by him in the Jordan, confessing their sins. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to his baptism, he said to them, Brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Therefore bear fruits worthy of repentance, and do not think to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. For I say to you that God is able to raise up children to Abraham from these stones. And even now the axe is laid to the root of the trees. Therefore every tree which does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly clean out his threshing floor and gather his wheat into the barn, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Pausing here. Where are you in this story? There isn't a right answer here, but the practice is worthwhile. You can choose someone this time and someone different next time, but choose a place within this story and remain there. Be fully present there. What do you see in your surroundings? What do you hear? What do you smell? Can you taste anything in the air? Maybe you're partaking of a meal (laughs) in the story. Be aware now of your breath and the way your brain can paint a picture based on this holy writ. Let's return now to Matthew's telling in verse 13. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. And John tried to prevent him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and you are coming to me? But Jesus answered and said to him, Permit it to be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he allowed him. When he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven, saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Pausing again, can you picture the scene? Can you see the images before you? Were you John the Baptist? Were you one of the Sadducees or Pharisees? Were you Jesus? Were you an onlooker to the scene? What did you just witness? What did you just experience? What from the story is applicable to your walk today? Anything? Maybe it's just the practice of bending your mind to imagine this moment more vividly. Maybe God has a greater message for you. Maybe God just wants you to practice holding your attention on something other than your work or your family or your relationships for just a few moments. And let's continue. Matthew chapter 4 in the New King James Version 
Satan tempts Jesus. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted forty days and forty nights, afterward he was hungry. Now when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Pausing here to remind you to put yourself in this story as well. Isolate your senses and harness your focus to imagine this scene. Maybe you are simply watching it unfold, but I encourage you to enter this story, make a movie within your mind, and feel the energy of this encounter. Then the devil took him up into the holy city, set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge over you, and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Verse 7, Jesus said to him, It is written again, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. Again, the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory, and he said to him, All these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only you shall serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. Pausing again, Did you feel the sense of relief after this temptation? Did you feel the weight lifted as the angels came to minister to Jesus? The practice, this practice is an amazing one of really trying to experience the story. I also love reminding myself that Christ answered, answered all temptations with a clear, it is written. The word of God is powerful. As we continue, let the powerful testimonies of Scripture create pictures in your mind and let them give you life. Now when Jesus heard that John had been put in prison, he departed to Galilee, and leaving Nazareth, he came and dwelt in Capernaum, which is by the sea, in the regions of Zebulun and Naphtali, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, The land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali by the way of the sea, beyond the Jordan, Galilee, of the Gentiles. Verse 16. The people who sat in darkness have seen a great light, and upon those who sat in the region and shadow of death, light has dawned. From that time Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And Jesus, walking by the sea of Galilee, saw two brothers, Simon, called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea for they were fishermen. Then he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. They immediately left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James the son of Zebedee and John his brother, in the boat with Zebedee their father. Mending their nets, he called to them, and immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. 
And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. Then his fame went throughout all Syria, and they brought to him all the sick people who were afflicted with various diseases and torments, and those who were demon-possessed, epileptics, and paralytics, and he healed them. Great multitudes followed him from Galilee and from Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, and beyond the Jordan. That was Matthew chapters 3 and 4. I ask you to take another deep breath. And thank you for taking that journey alongside me. May you leave this time and shine into the lives of everyone you encounter today.